We're grokking and grolling. Oh, maybe that's. I gotta write down another merch idea. Yeah, (laughs) some kind of Dave Grohl kind of partnership. Mm. If we partner with him, grokking and grolling. He would love to. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I'm writing that down early before I really forget. Content ideas and merch. (laughs) Brand partnerships. Dave Grohl. Licensing deals. He is a part owner of the 930 Club, so we could do a show there. Oh, if nice. If we did a partnership. Grok and Grohl. Awesome. Oh, so we launched the podcast yeah. last week. Boo! Thanks we for doing f- everything. Yeah, no, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for doing what all, everything that you do. <laughs> I haven't contributed much. You've contributed this beautiful apartment, which is now the Grok <laughs> headquarters. Yeah. Your dog is a big part of the podcast. Yeah, that's true. It, actually, it's been really giving Eddie a, a thing to do on a Monday night to burn off a lot of energy because he gets yeah. excited when company comes over. And I think it really does like get him to get some energy out, mm, nice. which he normally wouldn't get on a Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. The podcast got launched episode well we're recording this right now episode one has been out and episode two will be out tomorrow at the Mm -hmm. time of this recording yeah but we've got a pretty good rhythm here on monday nights yeah i think it's nice like whatever that that thing is like and i'm not saying that we'll ever quit this you know that this will ever end but Mm -hmm. even if something does end just committing to something like to Mm -hmm. do it over and over again feels good Mm -hmm. because you're like regardless of what that thing is you're kind of guaranteed to something out of usually get some improvement out of it or at least it's fun mm-hmm. or it's you're getting exercise with this we don't get exercise but we get exercise with our mouths and our, our minds yeah we're exercising the the brain muscle <laughs> yeah and the spirit muscle the consciousness the third eye <laughs> oh yeah Sorry, third eye workout <laughs> yeah and i i'm also appreciative that the first episode i'm grateful that the first episode is out now because hearing myself i realized i was really rusty and i listened to what i can work on because i haven't been on a podcast in a long time (laughs) yeah and i guess you do like i was thinking about this but maybe you'll feel the same way that like connect like um like talking to like normies who are you know not into any of this stuff it's it, to me it feels a little weird like i guess it's like i listen to podcasts about stuff like this but mm-hmm. um i wouldn't and you know people can always surprise you but i feel like i just wouldn't bring up m- most of this stuff to anybody maybe aliens you know it's coming into people's awareness but i think mm-hmm. you, you might feel kind of singled out or just like it's just not something to bring up any of the, you know bigfoot or whatever mm-hmm different dimensions yeah stuff like that so i so it's nice um to have a space where you can just chat and you know i I feel like we're we're willing to go out there but we're not we're probably not the most like out there people we're just like Mm -hmm. regular guys Mm -hmm. but we like to entertain ideas like this completely normal yeah (laughs) there's almost nothing unusual or even (laughs) worth looking into us at all (laughs) Um, but yeah, how do you feel about that? Like having um, this kind of thing. How about about what? Like having this kind of outlet to talk about just oh, stuff, weird stuff. I love it. I told you today 
like I had a very Monday, I had like the Mondayest Monday, you know, nothing terrible, but just, you know, a normal work day. And it was like, oh, what a Monday. And then I was like, I'm ready for my therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is not a replacement for (laughs) therapy. If um but just which means you still need to go (laughs) (laughs) but i was like it actually gave me something to look forward to on a monday night after i had kind of a rough monday a rough start to the week yeah a lot of demonic attacks (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, which could also just if you look at it from another way just be like people talking to you (laughs) but um being stressful yeah i I guess i just had a stressful day but at the end of the day, like, I was kind of, di- like, disappointed in myself that I um, got affected by the frequencies and the the whatever you want to call it in this little um, matrix. I, I let other things get uh, the best of me or sway my emotions or whatever. I wasn't the magician today. I just wasn't. And I was thinking when I talk to Jordan tonight, I need to get back in that Zen zone Mm -hmm. and I need to remember to be the magician (laughs) and not let my day get out of control from other outside forces. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess, yeah, life has, has its way of like kind of getting you down like day to day life. I guess that's why like the night and not saying that we're getting drunk tonight, but why people like to, get drunk and alter alter their consciousness and just let loose it's like hmm. your day day-to-day life kind of like keeps you can can get get you down or just like it's really demanding of you mm-hmm. you're, you're usually somewhat performing um so then when you cut loose it's like more more just you're being yourself yeah release the inhibitions mm-hmm. yeah that's you know, I do keep reading all these trippy little memes <laughs> in the occult space that are like, life's a life's a stage, life's a play, this is all yeah. play. And then, yeah, you're right. Like, when you can finally just be yourself, you can, like, let loose. You, we have to play different roles throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout your life, I guess. Yeah, like I was saying the other day, <clears throat> that sort of one of the themes that I've been working on in my life Mm-hmm. is uh like seeing what i can change in my perspective like if there's an if anything yeah so i just tend to be questioning my perspective like even when i have a feeling i'm mm-hmm. like i'm feeling this way and usually i feel like i want to just recognize it because i've heard people say like something about if you want to solve an issue um you kind of want to bring it to your attention mm-hmm. at least. So once you become conscious of it, mm-hmm. like that's, that's what they talk about with the shadow is like you're unconscious of your shadow, which is the parts of yourself that you maybe want to ignore or are not aware of mm-hmm. your dark, your uh, side that you don't, the stuff that you don't like as much. Mm-hmm. But so that's why I've been trying to just analyze things and, maybe just pull that stuff out if i'm feeling negative let me just see investigate why i'm feeling that way and then i can sometimes see if i can look at things just the opposite way like if i'm saying i am feeling this way about work driving to work it, is there a way that i can think about like the opposite of that like uh, oh i'm lucky or anything like that yeah if i can bring gratitude into it because then you might even just actually feel different and see actually be like even if it's just tricking yourself just try to question the way you're you're feeling that's that's 
the way it is for me. It's kind of a two-step process. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm feeling this way. I can, and then if I'm able to get enough perspective that I can say, okay, let me recognize that I'm feeling this way Mm -hmm. and acknowledge that and then say, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. And then see if I can question the belief or perspective behind why I'm feeling that way. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I should have tried that shit today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should have just called me, your therapist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Would have only charged you 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I do. This really does reset my mood um, and gives me a separation from the day-to-day. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. so I, anyway, to answer your question, I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I like that it's on a Monday because I feel like it's going to set off the rest of my week in a positive yeah. way too. And we met we met the first time on a Saturday I think or or something oh, like holy that. It was shit. like it was like a Friday or Saturday but then we were like, "Oh, what about Monday?" And you had thought about doing a happy hour with people at your work cuz you had you had just said like, "Oh, Monday's probably easiest cuz nobody makes plans no on a Monday." No one makes plans on a Monday. But I just had the thought of a Monday just because like same kind of thing it's like no there's usually nothing going on and i had Mm -hmm. kind of been thinking about maybe trying to do something on a monday to Mm -hmm. get me out of like that feeling of the week yeah to yeah jump start your week and just like have something like that but it does kind of reset things because i'm always just like you know it's the weekend and then monday um so it it's kind of like almost flipping my schedule of like get like just breaking myself out of a certain pattern of feeling is this what you meant when you said in the note in the notes there's no such thing as monday well no actually (laughs) um or is that separate yeah we talked about that before though it's a concept or something right yeah like that yeah that was taken from this other guy michael wan who i followed on youtube he had an idea for a planner um that goes by the moon i don't know if he came up with that phrase but yeah so it was like that he didn't necessarily say he wanted to call it that. I think it was like a placeholder name, but that's mm-hmm. when I ended up on this um, draft of it that I had made it as a design for him calling it that. Cause it's, cause he was going by the lunar, like even breaking down the lunar month into weeks mm-hmm. like that way. And kind of like going by looking at where the phases of the moon are and like planning, like seeing how the energy is. That was the basis of his planner. Right. Right. Um, but that, yeah, so, but I, I guess the idea was that we're kind of in a false matrix system going by the weekly schedule, um, and that people used to not be on that schedule, so it's kind of like an imposed schedule. Right, okay, there has been some crazy stuff on TikTok over the past weekend also. Well, not crazy, it's not not really new, but, because I think I told you this a couple weeks ago, it's been trending on TikTok about how we're supposed to be on a 13 month calendar and mm-hmm. with 23 days in every month. Hmm. Have you heard about this? No, just from you. Just from me. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean this, I don't know who's making this stuff up or if any of this is accurate, but there's like TikTok trends about it. And people are saying, um, when we switched to the Gregorian calendar away from that previous calendar, it was to, again, like you're saying, like mask or manipulate the fake matrix or whatever, create mm-hmm. this different, perception of time or something like that whereas um if we were still on the old calendar we would be in 2014 right now or some Hmm. shit like this i don't know yeah so so, yeah i guess uh i have heard about that like gregorian time and stuff like that like sort of chronology and the calendar systems have 
changed a couple times. Um, but yeah, it, it is just interesting how we go by it. Like it's like the business week. You kind of can't can't get around it. Like I yeah. I kind of would prefer, I guess, to have a job that I didn't have like the Monday through Friday. Yeah. But as long as I'm in it now, I'm like we're both in it. Um, I know some people who work like for service jobs aren't in that mm-hmm. they're they more so have like a split schedule where they might just have a day here and a day here mm-hmm. so there, it is possible to be like outside of that um but yeah i guess well i was looking up on like ebay or amazon like does anybody create a product of a 13 month calendar with 23 days in every month i was like there's got to be someone who made this product you know and I was like, what if this like changes my life, et cetera. But then I was like, I cannot be messing with time. Cause like my job, <laughs> so much of my job is about like project management and time management. I don't want to get my calendars be getting mixed up. I was like, I'm just going to have to stay in the matrix then. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, I know this artist, Ramin Nazer that I'm a big fan of rainbow brain skull. Um, he, uh, like I had a question one time that I submitted to their podcast when they had a Q and a and, um, Oh, he has a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, uh, it's really good with him and Shane Moss. Oh, cool. Called Mind under matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of gets into some of these topics, but like I told you, Shane Moss is more so scientific. Like he's really into psychedelics and stuff, but mm-hmm. he kind of presents a more like very into the minutia of science, lots of different like areas of science. Um, and then remains more so like spiritual, spiritual, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they get into different topics and stuff. Um, but I asked him if he used, if he used the same color palette for all of his stuff, you've seen his stuff. And to me, it seemed like a rainbow, but, um, I asked him if he used the same swatches that he pulled Uh from and he said he did like, cause I, I, I asked him if he created the colors from scratch each time or used swatches to pull from. And then he answered it and he said, yeah, actually. And it was on a video um, podcast. It was like a Patreon episode. Um, but it was, act- well, that one was on a Q&A. They also had another one where you could pick one of his pieces of art and then ask a question about it or st- like start a podcast episode about that. And I had I did one of those too, which was cool. That's like cool. Pulling one of his old pieces and then asking a question about it uh, or talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he said that the limitation of the colors is actually really helpful for him because he does a new piece every day. Yeah. So just having those black, purple, it, it, it looks like rainbow colors in his stuff and it looks really bright, but it's actually maybe a palette of like 12 swatches that he has. Oh, and then cool. he'll, he said he, he'll adjust from there a little bit if he needs to. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was cool because he was saying that the limitation kind of is helpful sometimes like what can you do within limitation yeah i totally agree i feel like the more handcuffs you have you almost have to get more creative within those um boundaries and stuff yeah and i really love even like because i know you're into like printmaking and stuff like that's what makes that so fun when you have like a limited number of colors or on like a printing press like a limited number of plates or whatever like you have to get creative with it to still achieve the same intent Mm-hmm. like creative intent yeah i think that's really cool yeah people yeah mm-hmm. it, people have talked about musicians like that too like oh, really? jack white stuff like that where you're like really limited by just like a single guitar that's distorted and then you know just oh. drums like tape machine like when you're limited by the stuff you have to record sometimes that creates a really cool result because it's just like 
it's so that like that particular setup mm-hmm. rather than having all the best like materials and um, stuff at your disposal. Huh. Like garage rock and stuff like that. And I feel like all of music is just the same few chords. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, my Eddie's, my dog is really hyper right tonight. Yeah. He's killing it. <laughs> he's, um, he's probably excited that we're podcasting. Like it's a different energy than I just two schlubs hanging out. I think it is. I think he likes it. Oh, I got I I got new toys from his bark box that came. Nice. <laughs> I could give him one of those. Yeah. So should we talk about some experiences that we had this past week? Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. So um it's not really like it's nothing metaphysical really, but I guess in the the mindset that I'm in, mm-hmm. like how I was talking about earlier about like if you see your routine as the thing that's kind of the, the backdrop that, that doesn't really change that much, mm-hmm. then the then any little thing that happens in your day, you can see it with significance. That's at least one way I, I like to look at things. Hmm. So like any interaction you have with somebody can be significant if you choose to take some lesson or choose to see like maybe you choose to see another person as God or, you know, as much as much of a like you love you almost love that person even though you're meeting them for the first time you're seeing them as you know, oh another human that's exactly like you you know dang this my my experience is kind of similar this yeah, week it's but it was William Shatner right <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of <laughs> wait that's so trippy because the I had another experience that was almost similar to what you're saying mm-hmm. wow I yeah I agree yeah, I've been paying attention maybe more to the minutia lately or like trying to pick little lessons out of every little experience I get. Mm-hmm. Probably because I'm talking about this shit too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I would kind of just like like to live my life intentionally maybe at some point, even if, if I, I wasn't working a job. Mm-hmm. So like if I were in that case, if I was like you where I was working from home, but you, you were talking about how you work with a lot of people and it's like a lot of like interactions with people. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe you don't have, maybe it's not super deep like connection conversations that you have at work, um, but you probably uh, oh, do. Maybe I can use that tool at work. Is that what you're saying? Maybe, but I, I'm just saying like, I was saying if even if I were working from home, maybe like if I was a freelancer mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting as much connection with people, then mm-hmm. I probably would see like my interactions. If I go to a coffee shop or something like that, mm-hmm. if I do actually get into a conversation with somebody um, or your neighbor or whatever, like then I, I would probably see that as pretty significant. Like I would like to live my life intentionally where I'm spending most of the time alone, just like doing my routine and stuff. And then if I interact with another person, I can, at least that's what I find is that almost every interaction can be, can yield something just interesting, just getting, Hmm. getting me to think in a different way or something like that. Just like, I'm like, huh, that was, that was funny. Just how that played out, you know, just how, how you have to, it's like a doing a little scene with somebody when you're interacting with them. And yeah. Yeah, I wish my human interactions were very little throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like working with a lot of people. But maybe I could use that trick at work. Like, try to take a positive lesson out of every single conversation. Yeah. Because I truly think I could. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
so yeah my my interaction yeah so what happened what happened no sorry i keep are you hearing this satanic ritual happening in the condo next door no (laughs) i keep i keep hearing i can't tell if it's in my neighbor's apartment or if it's from outside i keep hearing this like yeah something sounds like thunder or like something some weird thunder inside somewhere do you hear that? It does sound like drumming, like doom, 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 doom. It sounds like an UFO is landing outside or something. Yeah. Do you want to crack the window and see if it's outside? Oh, let me see. You hear it? It's like oh. drums. It does sound it like it's outside. Is it a it band does, or something? It does sound like drums. I don't know. Maybe it's the Rector Theater. <laughs> <laughs> the record theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, dang. Like, wow. I think we are gonna experience first contact from an alien <laughs> while we're recording this podcast, though. At some point, just maybe yeah. not tonight. Yeah. So, um, so I've been thinking about like getting some more exercise. Um, uh-huh. like, you you talk about how you go to the gym. Um, yes. So it was kind of interesting that i went to um guilford reservoir to walk around and you've never been there you said i like don't really un- i i can't picture where it is yeah and it's a, a very particular spot but i'm sure people know about it if you're in the area mm-hmm. but it's right near loyola and by charles street you know yeah and then also um cold spring so where cold mm-hmm. spring intersects with charles street okay is near where loyola is yeah on the corner there. Okay. So if you go down your uh, Cold Spring mm-hmm. towards York Road, almost to York Road, there's a neighborhood there that's called Guilford. And mm-hmm. like you'll see it if you're on York Road going down on the right side, all that stuff is that Guilford neighborhood. Yeah. But deeper in, it's like really huge houses, but they're really yes. nice. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like Sherwood Gardens is around Yeah, there. I'm familiar with Guilford as a neighborhood and yeah. it's like super nice. Yeah. So there's this uh, reservoir and it's actually filled in over top so you can't see the lake as it like as it used to be just like a lake of water that was a reservoir oh. but it's crazy cuz like you know how druid park is built up on the side um where 83 is it's it's built up and you can see that tower the moorish tower mm-hmm. which i would like to talk about a little bit on another episode okay um but you know you see that tower on the corner yeah at uh Dru- druid lake if if you drive by, you might be on 83, like yeah. going to Micah. Mm-hmm. It's right there on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's built up on the sides, but it's uh, flat ground level on the other side where the, um, what's that, uh, Rawlings Conservatory is. Oh, yeah. So it's over there on the right side, but it's just interesting how that one seems kind of built up, like all very artificially. It's like a big hill yeah. going up from 83, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's on two sides, so it's on the corner there. Yeah. But uh, Guilford is similar to that, but it's actually built up on four, um, like pre- pretty much four sides. Oh. Except it's down da- down in the front, so you can you can access it just on the two front sides. You're basically on street level, but aside from that, it it's built up like like really tall hills. So it's just this weird kind of rectangular thing where you're up on a really tall hill looking down at the nice houses in their backyards like their garages and stuff is backed up to this place Mm -hmm. um so it's a nice place to walk around aside from it would be really nice if it was like open water but you know Mm. that the water's inside so that's hilarious i can't imagine what that looks like yeah i've definitely never been there but they've renovated it apparently in in recent years where 
oh. used to be open and they, they closed it. Okay. Um, like they're doing some renovations on Druid Lake Reservoir. Mm-hmm. Um, but still nice to walk around like they did just really nice concrete and steps and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice place to exercise, like walk around. So I was just planning to walk around like just like four times around that thing, which might be a mile or maybe it's like a half a mile around the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get some decent just walking in mm-hmm. just to move my body. But I knew that, you know, it would be good to get some real exercise too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to at least do that. So I went one day and I've done gone a couple of days in the past, but went one day and um, I start walking around. I wanted to go clockwise because I was thinking that's kind of nice. Like I think people have talked about clockwise as a good movement like oh. around things so i was just conscious of that i've never heard of that yeah um or maybe clockwise is a horrible thing that they <laughs> make us go <laughs> that 50, way 50 50 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i'm pretty sure people talked about clockwise as being a kind of quote-unquote natural like energy way and then going it counterclockwise. feels like it because yeah. counter just sounds like wrong yeah yeah um but i'm I'm pretty sure that's that's what some some spiritual people have said or whatever. Hmm. But uh so I started going around clockwise. So I go to the left, pretty much the the start. There was a couple people walking around. Uh-huh. Um but I was just walking by myself, had some sunglasses on and I was listening to I think our podcast on my phone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cuz it was like one of the first days I I had edited it and I was just like still listening through it. Yeah. Um and I was excited to to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So uh um and then this kid was walking my way, walking the opposite direction. And he just said, hey. And so he he, he uh, just started talking to me. And this might sound weird, but I promise you there's nothing weird about this. <laughs> 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 nothing weird about the story. So just the preface is that I'm a normal dude. I didn't go yeah. up to the kid to talk to him. He talked to me. How young are we talking? <laughs> He's like 15. He's like okay. a teenager. <laughs> Like, he's in high school, he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- that's why I kind of wanted to just tell you this story in, in off the podcast just as a life story. Yeah. Um, but since we're, I don't really have any other um, story to talk about for this week. And I did put it on our Google Docs to, because I had such a feeling about, yeah. about it. I'm just promising that there's nothing weird about the story. Yeah, I completely believe you. <laughs> and I'm actually glad we're recording this for documentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, cause so we when, don't know if we're going to need this one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, um, like, I, I guess I was just like a, a friendly figure or whatever, but it was like, Hey, uh, Hey, are you looking to looking for somebody to work out with? Like every day, like on a, like regularly every day is what he said. Oh, okay. Like he that. asked you that. Yeah. I okay, was just yeah. walking. That we walking. starts out normal so far. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You didn't ask him that. Right, yeah, and that's, that's what I was saying. He talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it sounded weird when I first said that, but that's truly what happened. I know, I know. I was walking the opposite. Because what I was thinking is um, yeah. I'm usually nervous. To, like, I, I just, I want to go walk somewhere totally alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, I know. Um, But that happened, and so I felt like there was at least enough significance. And so here's here's what happened. Yeah. And totally normal story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, do you want to? Hey, are you looking for somebody to hang out with, or somebody to work out with? Um, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can like make a commitment to work out every day, but yeah, I'm trying to get some exercise. I was just walking, walk. like I was, yeah, 
I was friendly, I did stop and just talk to him for a minute because he's saying something to me, like yeah, just yeah. totally out of nowhere. Yeah. And I guess I just, I think what it seemed like is, um, like he was authentically kind of working out there. He said he works out on Saturdays with his cousin and his brother sometimes. Uh-huh. And he was also telling me he has like a regular workout routine with his, with an app. Um, that wow. he does at home, like seriously, just like doing crunches and stuff. Jesus. But, uh, Is this kid jacked or what? No, he. Um, <laughs> what he said was he's vegetarian and actually vegan now, but he said he went vegetarian, he was eating a lot of cheese, and so he started getting a belly, so he didn't like that, <laughs> like the way he looked um, in the mirror, so he wanted to do something about that. Now he just looks pretty like a skinny kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he says he's been working out with... Uh, regularly and it seems like going to this guilford place yeah um he lives in the neighborhood like off york road like the other side okay um but uh you sure there's no way this might could have been a cop undercover no <laughs> unless it was like a drew barrymore kind of thing but that, that would be the opposite because he did actually seem like a kid yeah um but uh so so let's see what happened so okay, how so did it end so you said, I don't know if I can commit to every day, but right. maybe I'll see you around. I said, uh, yeah. Um, I was like, I don't know if I can commit to every day, but yeah, I'm, I'm just like walking around trying to get some exercise. Um, and I think, so we had a little conversation there and I gave him my card because I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe I'll meet you here. And mm-hmm. I thought, I didn't know he was, if he was just talking about walking around because mm-hmm. he was just walking. He wasn't doing a workout. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I thought thought maybe he was talking about is he just Mm -hmm. talking about walking around because yeah yeah that's cool i'll walk around with you here Mm -hmm. um but we didn't because we were walking the opposite way we continued then we said goodbye and we continued walking around yeah but but then obviously we ran into each other one more time yeah um and we stopped again and he was like how many times are you gonna how many reps are you gonna do and i was like i don't know i did i did like four times the other day Uh um so we passed that second time and then it came around a third time and then, like, I just, I guess we just talked for a second. And then I was like, oh, you, you can, you can go this way since we're both walking around. Like, we can walk the same direction. So then we <laughs> yeah. started walking together. Oh my God, this beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And we had a nice conversation. Um, he was talking about using chat GPT. Oh, um, yeah. And he, he was talking about how he cheats on his homework and, or like, yeah, all, all like his schoolwork with AI it. writing and stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but one thing that was actually pretty interesting was he was talking, he was saying, I'm reading this book. Have you ever heard of it? It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. He I have heard it, of it. He showed me the name on his phone. Yeah. Um, but that, he said he asked, he asked, um, Chat GPT for like a recommendation of 10 books or so that, that'll help him with social interactions. Um, or something like that. Oh my God. Um, he's, yeah, he seems like, um, maybe had a little bit of speech, speech difficulty, like not too much, but mm-hmm. seemed like he was maybe just trying to work on like talking and, and mm-hmm. having a good career and stuff like that. Um, oh my God. With, with the books, the book recommendation. Um, and I, <clears throat> I mentioned later to him, excuse me. Bless you. Thanks. Um, it was just a cough. I was just clearing oh, my throat no into my. Uh, That's no doing problem. The safe thing in my <laughs> elbow. I just want to clarify. I don't want to take a. But God, God bless you too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
uh, I want another... that on a t-shirt too. Yeah. Grok this podcast. God bless you. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, sorry. Keep going. So, so I think you found a student and you are the guru. <laughs> yeah. But in some ways, he, I, I'm a student too. I mean, I don't yeah. use chat, chat GPT. Like I'm learning about that stuff. He could teach me about life. I'm not trying to necessarily be a mentor. Yeah, to you him, could but... learn from a young person. You could have a young person as a mentor too. Yeah. Um, but it did seem like maybe he was looking for kind of like a mentor relationship. If I just seemed like a nice enough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he told me later, like I did, I gave him a ride home this, the second, the time that we met up, like we didn't meet up this first time, but then, mm-hmm. um, we talked about, he's, he asked me about like, if I wanted to meet up and work. So out. you guys have met up a second time. The second time yeah. <laughs> and that time we did more of an actual workout. So mm-hmm that time i i realized he was serious about doing some stuff like mm-hmm. um with the stairs that were there first mm-hmm. he showed me how to stretch and mm-hmm. it wasn't anything weird <laughs> like <laughs> i'm like jesus can i meet this kid he seems yeah. like a great kid yeah yeah he's awesome <laughs> uh, but yeah he showed me some stretching um against the wall <laughs> like <laughs> we were on different sides of the wall <laughs> and <laughs> doing the hamstring <laughs> Um, but then we did like a bit of an actual workout like uh (laughs) running running up the the stairs with doing like some high kicks and then um he did like a sprint uh he showed me some just like stair off the stair like things you can do for your hamstrings like Mm, lifting mm up um just a few like but it it was clear later after after we did that workout which included a sprint too so that got me running he was like um, yeah, if you can sprint for, it was supposed to be 60 seconds or something. At first he said 30 seconds. I don't know if he forgot that yeah. it was supposed to be 30 seconds. Cause then it became 60 seconds later. Uh, um, but I think what we ended up doing, I think it was, no, it was supposed to be two thirty seconds, which is actually a lot. We did 30 seconds. He set his timer for 40 seconds mm-hmm. so that he would hit it and then we would start running and then stop. Um, yeah. but that was actually a long distance. Jesus. I ended up running like literally from one side to the other like oh of this God. reservoir um, this kid's but gonna I, whip you into shape yeah <laughs> if i really like followed the workout stuff and and we were talking about like he was saying do you actually do you want to like follow one of these workout routines and i was like yeah mm. that's cool if you bring one so we did like maybe four or five different things um but he was he was then saying that he actually is doing this like daily thing that he checks off on the mm-hmm. app so he was actually going to go home and finish doing that stuff, like the crunches and stuff like that at home. Jesus. Um, but yeah, it just seems like a really nice kid. And um, I, I did give him a ride home the second time because he was like, he was kind of implying because he was saying, are you going going straight home? Are you going, or, you know, and I said, yeah, I just got to go, go. He was saying, what way are you going to go home? I was saying, mm-hmm. I'll go up York Road. He said, I live around there. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's no problem. I'll give you a ride. Aww. So I did give him a ride the se- second time. I met The time that I met up with him, second time meeting him. Um, and uh, he was just t- telling me his mom and his brother are a little bit too into smoking weed. Oh. Um, and they're just kind of like a little bit like let it control their life or something like that. They're a little too oh. out of it. That's or sad. something so it seems like um and then his his dad he said is a plumber and he does work for him um but it seems like maybe he was just looking at, to me as an older person that would be like a good influence on his life yeah oh my god that's awesome yeah that's so sweet 
yeah I, th- I thought it was interesting that that just came out came out of life you know yeah. I, I was more so um just living my life and just i'm just being an open person like i wasn't like trying to befriend this person but i was just yeah. like I'm, I'm just doing what's kind of asked of me yeah you just kind of go with the flow a little bit yeah and even the fact that you went to the park hoping that you didn't run into anyone <laughs> that your mentalism probably made you run into someone yeah you know what i mean or like maybe that person was thinking like is anybody going to be there today like he was probably like anxious excited like i wonder if i'm gonna run into anyone or is it gonna be like empty today and like uh, it's just something about that murphy's law man <laughs> you could you manifested that kid there <laughs> yeah or vice versa that's pretty interesting though that's cool but yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting that he was using Chat GPT and stuff. It's just like a I was gonna say thing out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, maybe he could give us advice on how to promote our podcast on social media. Yeah. And what kids like nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then another thing he said was, um, this was kind of like kind of one of the first warm days because it it had kind of yeah. been cold for a little bit too. Like like after it had gotten warm, it was kind of mm-hmm. cold cold again. So this was really warm, like a nice warm day, mm-hmm. and um he was saying i was asking if he if he was like exercising regularly if it was if if he was walking around here like every day because he said something about like he wanted to work out every day mm-hmm. um but he said no just since monday or something he had been going to this place every day um i don't remember if he said every day but but he did say he was working out every day but he said he had been a little too into social media um <laughs> And that that's why he just decided like he wanted to get out there. And oh my God. Do stuff. Like, that's so up. interesting. Yeah. These poor kids that grew up only knowing social media. Mm-hmm. It's kind of healthy that he was like, I need to get outside. Yeah. And like get exercise. I didn't really realize that till I was like 34. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I want to meet this goddamn kid. Yeah. I started even thinking halfway through your story, I'm starting to think he might be an angel. Or some kind of test. I had this Sunday school teacher. I think he is a per- a person <laughs> now. I don't think he's an angel. I think he's just another person who's living his life. Okay, he's a real person. But in the in that form, yeah, he is in in my life. Perhaps an angel or a guru. Oh, let yeah. I'm just uh, okay. If he's if he's still around in a few months and everything, uh, then I think he's a person. But if he disappeared <laughs> after like the first time you met him. I thought that's what you were going to say, like oh. that you haven't seen him since. I had this Sunday school <laughs> teacher. <laughs> okay. And he had these, he had one story that really stuck with me. And it wasn't even that intense, honestly, now that I'm going to re-say it. But he was like in a huge rush and he was like in a bad mood and was just so cranky, like running from one thing to the next. Oh my God, I sound like I'm describing myself. And like it was pouring down rain and someone on the street like asked him for help. Or, or for directions, just for directions, to be like, do you just have a, a second just to stop for these directions? Mm-hmm. And he, like, was frustrated, but he stopped and helped. And then the person was just like, thank you, you did the right thing, or something like that. And then like, he turned, and, like, the person vanished, and he was like, to this day, that was an angel. He was yeah. like, I think I was being tested, and that was, like, an angel, mm-hmm. just, like, helping him realize that he needed to slow down or something like that. Who was that again? Uh, my Sunday school teacher. Oh, nice. <laughs> when I was a kid, they always had these wacky ass stories, and I was thinking they were making this shit up. <laughs> but now I could see if I met a little boy at a park, 
and he made a huge impact on me and then he just vanished i would just be like pretty convinced that was an angel yeah (laughs) anything's possible no i'm kind of kidding a little bit but that's a really cool encounter Mm -hmm. um i had a a similar encounter over the weekend i kind of had two encounters actually the first one isn't going to make as much sense related to that one but then the second one will if that makes sense okay so i i told you on saturday i saw william shatner yeah <laughs> in, you saw a lot of people i saw yeah i went to a horror convention with my parents and um there were a lot of like different uh celebrities there from different horror movies and things like that um some of them maybe haven't worked in a little while. I don't want to say D-list, but like some of them, you know, you were a little obscure. And then they did have some big names. David Arquette I met there, which was pretty awesome. And then William Shatner, who's a huge star. And let's also say the girl from Teen Witch you were saying. Was oh, there, yeah. Yeah. Which we were talking about watching because you haven't seen it. I've never seen Teen Witch. And um, Robin Lively, she was there. And my yeah. parents and I talked to her. And she's Blake Lively's sister. Yeah, but older she's sister. Older sister, but she starred in Teen Witch and some other stuff, I guess, in the 80s more so. But I feel like she doesn't really look like her. Like, Blake Lively is... Yeah, they yeah. didn't... I didn't think they looked that much alike either, but... Um, oh, Eddie's got his corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one of the new Bark Box? Yeah, that's one of his new toys. Did they have a butcher Bark Box? What do you mean, butcher? Uh, like, steaks for dogs? Ooh, I don't know. That sounds good. So they have a butcher box and then oh yeah butcher yeah yeah oh, that'd be hilarious um yeah so william shatner i guess he's best known for star trek which speaking of kind of universe shit i mean that is not where i expected him to take his q a panel but i also thought you know i'm a huge fan of halloween the original halloween film with michael myers mm-hmm. and i don't know if you know but the michael myers mask was based off of a, a William Shatner mask huh. or it actually, it literally was a William Shatner mask when they filmed it in the late seventies, they got a William Shatner mask from star, Tre- a star Trek mask. Mm-hmm. And then they just like manipulated it and like painted it white and mm. put some hair on it. Mm. And that's how they made Michael Myers. Nice. So I, I didn't know if that was the connection of why William Shatner was invited to this horror convention. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, the man's face has been in the biggest <laughs> horror movie ever. Yeah, but I guess it's like horror sci-fi. So, um, and so I went to his Q and A panel, and he is ninety-two. I found out, mm. which is super impressive. He was in like he looked great. He was in great shape. He was walking around. I mean, like I, I didn't think he was that old. Um, but sometimes he was like kind of losing track of what he was talking about, and he even made. We a don't joke. know anything about that. <laughs> That's, I can relate to That's that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know when I take my melatonin too early before yeah. bed, and I forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but when you smoke a little melatonin, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, even one time he just was going on and on and on and now i sound like i'm talking about myself too and he was going on and on and he said what am i talking about (laughs) and we were (laughs) all like cracking up (laughs) um but he was just funny about it and someone asked him what was it like going to outer space yeah and i didn't even really realize this but william shatner went to outer space a couple years ago during that time when like elon musk and 
everybody went up to space. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It was around that same time. It was like him and Richard Branson. I guess Richard Branson, I think, was like on the same flight or just around the same time. I think he went up too. Okay, yeah. It was was just like just going up just high enough that you're just in space. It was like almost like a airplane that took you up there. Got it, got it. I don't remember if it was a rocket. It might have actually been a rocket. I I remember seeing it on live TV on the news that morning. I hadn't heard anything about it in advance. So I was like working from home watching the news and I was texting Lindsay actually and I was like, I don't know if I'm seeing this right, but they're talking about going to the moon, um, to outer space like now. <laughs> I was like, what the, f- how have I not heard about any of this? And then I watched it live and I was like, you're just talking about anybody going to outer space. You didn't know we were doing that right now, which I guess we're not really that much. I didn't know we I were. I don't think we are. Well, I didn't know. I guess I didn't know that like Elon Musk and like, wasn't Mark Zuckerberg or or no am i making that up i think richard branson was but i don't know about mark zuckerberg okay i might be making things up now but i didn't know that like all these like elite rich people were like planning to just go whoop and back down like Mm -hmm. i didn't i had not i guess i was living under a rock i didn't hear about any of that planning i was just watching the news and i was like are you kidding me i'm (laughs) about to watch something and i was thinking I'm about to see a tragedy because I thought like the challenger or whatever. I thought it was going to be some freak accident on live TV. Wow. I couldn't believe my eyes, but then it was over so fast and I was like, Oh, that was it. And then remember everybody was like, that was such a waste of money and resources. Like it costs so much money for them to just go up and back or whatever. Mm -hmm. Remember there was like a lot of commentary about that. Yeah. And also just like, I guess I, I do get it because the man dedicated like a lot of his life to something that was really like had to do with space. So I do get it. But mm-hmm. at the time people were like, okay, you're sending a guy who was on a TV show about space into space. Like, okay. I know. Yeah. So I totally forgot about all of that. Or maybe I didn't even realize that um, William Shatner was part of that. I almost said Richard Gere. I don't know why. Richard I've been Gere. saying Richard Branson. <laughs> Yeah, Richard Gear did not go to outer space. Richard Gear drives a car. That's because he he does gear. Yeah. Oh, gear. I That's get the it. mnemonic device. I thought you were gonna make a hamster joke or a gerbil or whatever it is. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> he had some animal crawl up inside of him or something like oh, that. Okay. Um, is that who it was? <laughs> no. Am I getting that right? Why doesn't that sound right? Wasn't that in the original Scream? Anyway, I'm getting really off topic here, but um, Eddie, God damn it, he's on a diet. His his big ass just hit the microphone stand. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, I know. I'm just I'm I'm, ex- I'm being colorful. Yeah, it was Richard Gere in a gerbil. Anyway, um, so someone at the Q and A panel asked William Shatner, "What was it like finally going to outer space?" can you after being on a tv show about outer space you know star trek all those years like what was it like when you finally got to go and he actually went off on like a really wild tangent um i don't know if it was an act i I don't know if he was being colorful because he was almost trying to um channel his character from star trek you know what i mean because that's what the fans want anyway that he was speaking like with was a he lot talking of with that that voice bravado yeah like very like grandstanding like he was definitely like i think it was a bit i think he was kind of acting like his character from star trek mm-hmm. so but anyway he said he 
noticed three things in that short trip Mm -hmm. up and down. One was all the thousands or whatever species of life, whether it's living or like mammal or a plant or whatever, all the different species of life that have lived and then gone extinct that we'd never even knew about. Mm. He said that just hit him like an epiphany when he was up there looking down at the earth of like blue and green. He just had this epiphany of like how many hundreds of thousands of species did we never even learn about because they went extinct without us even learning about. And then the second thing was that, um, oh shit, I'm going to forget it now. Something about... Good thing I put explicit on the podcast listing. (laughs) Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah, I had to. I forget. I forget what his second one was. Basically, you know, life is short. Calm the fuck down. Oh, he basically was like, we're on a floating rock, man. (laughs) That was a TikTok trend for a while. (laughs) It's like, we're on a floating rock. You realize that, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was essentially his number two. He was like, we're on a floating rock, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, and it was just a part of a universe that broke off and life just started growing on it, okay? Like, he was just talking trippy-ass shit. And then I think his last thing that he realized when he was up there god i just i can't remember it was something about like on your deathbed having a moment of clarity or something like that like i don't know Mm -hmm. he was just saying a lot of things that sounded very alchemical or very like i mean he is in his 90s i think he has probably learned a lot and seen a lot of different perspectives and things like that and it was just like crazy that like when he's that old and lived a full life that he had that like um, clarity when he went up to space and looked yeah. down at how small the earth looked. Yeah. And that, I was like, what a privilege that he got to do that. But like, it was very trippy for me to listen to it after all the stuff we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. It just sounded like what a life's journey, like what a hero's journey or whatever. Like, and he had that clarity at the end when he was looking down at earth. It was like pretty interesting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking a second ago about how crazy that would be. Like you're saying to be kind of like at the, towards the end of your life. Um, and then have that experience of like looking down on earth, like yeah. being, being far from it, separated from it. From what I got from him and I really don't think it was an act or, and I, and I'm not making fun of him. It wasn't like dementia or anything. Like he, he didn't sound like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. He just sounded so intense. Like he had seen shit <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he sounded experienced and like, yeah, I just very, I really took that a interesting way after everything we've been talking about and like how yeah maybe things are just going to click at when you're on your deathbed or something like that it seemed like he had a very spiritual moment when he did that yeah did you it was cool sorry keep going um i don't know that uh, this won't necessarily like button up the conversation so feel free if you still had stuff to talk about but did you ever like uh go and get into 2001 a space odyssey no, I actually think that needs to be one of the movies we watch because isn't at the end of the movie, the guy turns into a baby at the end or something yeah. like that? Yeah, he's in a white room and he's on his deathbed. Yes. And it's they're kind of playing simultaneously. There's the stuff with the gorillas and then like, I think they kind of intersperse like different cuts in that. Um, but he's I think he's seeing the monolith. And I watched a YouTube breakdown where... The guy didn't tell you what he thought the theory of the monolith was, but he the whole point of his video was that it's not about aliens, which is the common like explanation for what the movie is about, about a- this alien technology. 
which is the black God, yeah. thing and the AI or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was saying that uh, Kubrick shows seven diamonds that are floating in midair, like at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and that there's all these different seven diamonds in all his other movies, mm-hmm. um, and that there's some just he didn't explain what it meant, but he was just showing you there's like these intentional kind of clues to like get some kind of like hidden meaning about it. But what do you do? You have any thoughts about like what the monolith was supposed to represent? I'm not a hundred percent sure, honestly, because I don't think I ever saw that whole movie. If yeah. I'm being honest, and I sh- I'm supposed to be such a film buff, and I don't think I've ever seen that whole movie. But I've heard so much about it because recent research and stuff. Learning, I, at least from what I heard, that Stanley Kubrick was allegedly like a very experienced alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rumor, anyway, on whatever websites I look at. Yeah, and um. And yes, exactly what you're saying, that there's all these hidden alchemical things in his movies. And well, even we talked about The Shining being about reincarnation. And like now that we talked about it, I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it in that way. I think of it differently now that I think about reincarnation in a a different way now, maybe. And but yes, that's what I heard about the 2001 A Space Odyssey was that people were so confused by the final scene. Yeah. Because they were like, what? Wait, that doesn't make sense when you are old you just die and that's you either go on to the next life or that's the end or what but you don't expect to see a baby after that Mm -hmm. but it's like maybe maybe you do just go back or maybe time is not linear or yeah i don't know i want to watch it now from this new lens Uh, we should watch it as one of our media episodes (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i was just thinking um my quick like thought about it is that they talk about the ai in it with hal So that's a whole story. And then what I think of kind of these days is like, I'm trying to find it. So this, this thing, you're probably familiar with it. A phone. Yeah. We all carry <laughs> these in our pocket yeah. these days. And then what does this look like? And then what does that look like on the wall? Oh, a TV. Yeah. And then remember the thing we were talking about in the movie? Oh, the turning into a baby. Well, <laughs> no, the <gasps> monolith. <laughs> <laughs> Because it kind of looks like you're telling me I had a big TV and then it turned into a little baby TV. Well, no. Yeah, I'm just saying like, um, yeah, I I guess I was kind of skipping away from the baby thing. I was talking more about the monolith. But yeah, I guess I guess you kind of buttoned up the baby thing. Maybe that's just like. No, tell me. Tell me. No, I don't. I didn't really have a thought about the baby thing. I had I more so had a thought about the monolith. Well, tell me more because I don't know much about it because I don't think I've honestly seen the movie that much. Yeah, um, I only watched it, I think, once all the way through. It's really rich, like with the, the, the kind of like technology stuff that they show. It's like pretty well done for its time. Sorry, I keep making all this noise, throwing <laughs> toys for Eddie. It's probably getting picked up on the thing. That's okay. Um, it's a natural podcast. It's like true, true. Um, but I Sorry. was just, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking the monolith maybe is about technology or something like that, like our relationship with technology and oh. consciousness and stuff. But I don't, I don't really know what the meaning is. It's like this pervasive, like thing like like oh they 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 also said that the aspect ratio of the movie was the aspect ratio of the monolith oh so it was a very wide format but that i think he said that exact ratio was literally what you're seeing in that rectangle of the monolith yeah um explain what a monolith is it's just it's in the context of that movie yeah so that's why it's just a very particular thing. But then the monolith th- stuff came up a few years ago uh-huh. when some artist or whoever was planting them um, put them out in the desert 
and there's like these three monoliths like in different places. Sorry, yeah. No, he's fired up tonight. I don't know why he's on one. Yeah, you got something in the up. moon. Clearly, no, he he just got tripped up on on his leg. Um, <laughs> I know. He's trying to back up. I know. He's antsy because he ripped this toy apart, and I'm trying not to let him eat it. Sorry, keep going. So yeah, I don't really know what the monolith is supposed to represent, but there w- there was that time a few years ago um, where I don't know if you remember these monoliths uh, showed up out of nowhere in the desert, out in Nevada or something like I that. I feel like or Utah. did you show me this maybe, or did we talk about this maybe? I don't think so. Oh, um, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it was a big news thing from maybe one or two, like two or three years ago. Um, but it was like, what is this? Is this aliens or what? Um, but yeah, it was just like these shiny, um, triangular, it looked like a Toblerone, like triangular prism. Um, but then they had to remove them cause it was like on public land. Um, it was spotted by some kind of, uh, airplane that would count like livestock or like wild animals. Uh-huh. They would count them and then they noticed these, um, monoliths. And Weird. they were just these metal things literally sticking out of the ground. Somebody put them there, like an artist or some person who planted them. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, they just found them out of, no- out of nowhere. And then they were Weird. like, oh, there's another one here in Canada or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like three different places. Weird. I still can't really picture what a monolith looks like. Well, in 2001, it was this big black uh, rectangle, basically. Uh-huh. But then in real life when that happened it was like these triangular um prisms it's just a a triangle sticking out of the ground just going oh. up straight just made out of metal and it, but it was it was manufactured it okay it wasn't like some alien thing that was like all a pyramid like, well no because um you know have you ever seen a prism that you shine light through and it like makes a rainbow yeah yeah that, a prism is a triangular prism Uh like a kaleidoscope that you would look through sometimes i've seen those as a triangular prism yeah but it's like that it's a triangular that a triangle that's extruded in one side one direction i get it okay and it's flat on top okay got it got it so that was a part of the news like two or three years ago and it was like what is this is this aliens or what or is some artist and Huh. Kind of like a petro, like a geoglyph where somebody draws really big mm-hmm. on on land, which has happened in a couple couple different places. Aside from um, hmm. crop circles, there was an example where there's a really big guy in New Zealand, hmm. and it was maybe this one artist. Huh. So I thought maybe the monolith in um, 2001 was like about our relationship to t- technology, but then also hmm. this guy seemed to be insinuating maybe it's something about how you're watching this movie and something about like the observer and the observed and the story or something like that. Like, are you part of a story and analyzing is all of life a story or something like that? Are you the wa- the person watching the movie and does that dissolve the boundary of like you're, you're, th- you're being presented with a story and it's like, are you the one living the story and mm-hmm. are you creating your own story? Maybe something like that. Dude, that really trips me up because haven't you had those dreams where it's hard to explain if you were in the dream or if you were watching yourself in the dream? Yeah. Have you ever had that dream, that type of a dream? Maybe. Like yeah. I have them all the time where like when I wake up, 
I, I think, oh yeah, that happened to me in the dream. But then when I think really, really hard, I'm like, no, I was watching that happen in the dream. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to explain. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, I was just thinking uh, yesterday about because yeah. I was getting into reading Stranger in a Strange Land, which you wrote. It's really great so <laughs> <Yeah>. far. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in your previous lifetime. Yeah. What's my name? Heinlein. Yeah. Robert. He- I don't know if it's Heinlein or Heinlein. Oh yeah, Robert Heinlein. Yeah. H e i l e i n. Um, Robert A. Heinlein. Yeah. So Heinlein. Um, I was thinking about like. Um, and how we we were having that discussion about like understanding somebody else's point of view that mm-hmm. they are they're right they're wrong from your perspective in some way but in their own perspective they're right yeah and yeah. maybe you're wrong in some way mm-hmm. like from their perspective but legitimately um, I was thinking about how a book usually has a protagonist and an antagonist mm-hmm. and that aspect of it and I think probably later on or just some books would break that mold, but that that's a set like kind of um, way of doing books. You you're taught that there's a protagonist and an antagonist in yeah. a book. But I was thinking like, is there really a protagonist and an antagonist in life? Like is another person really, an, and sometimes they are, they're, they're antagonizing you. So that, yeah. that can be a person can be an antagonizer. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking in this way, maybe, uh, maybe there's something kind of limited about, looking at a story that way, maybe real life, like, and you can write stories this way where there is no protagonist, Mm -hmm. but the protagonist is who you're following. Usually that's who you're like within. But I was noticing the the language in the book that I could hear the guy's thoughts, who was this Martian, the human who was raised on Mars. Now he's coming back to earth, but he has all the language of Martian and he's trying to understand. Um, I was I just realized, oh, the narrator is narrating from his thoughts and her thoughts. So oh, I was like, weird. oh, this narr-, like I was wondering if the narrator would just be on uh, in within one person and you yeah. only hear their perspective. But then I was thinking like, oh, this is what they call an omni- om- omnis- omniscient narrator or an omnipotent narrator. Hmm. That's kind of like what they talk about God being like this omnipotent kind of okay. force. Like that. that's what they call it when a narrator can know the thoughts of two different people mm-hmm. they're kind of like a god level of a narrator huh rather than a first person narrator yeah so i was just thinking of that oh there's this thing of protagonist antagonist maybe there's something something there where we all we're all writing stories or like playing stories in our life and maybe there's something to realize that we're all kind of our own protagonist in our story mm-hmm. but then understanding that each other person is also their own protagonist in their story yeah that's a really good point and it we ca- can play different roles sorry to inter- yeah, interrupt no, yeah, you like two other people you're playing a role to me and i'm playing a role to you in your life character yeah that kind of trips me out a little bit too because you know that hermetic principle i think i think it's one of the hermetic principles that there's no right or wrong or no good or bad. It's just the same thing, but on different polar ends Mm -hmm. or whatever. So like even with hot and cold, it's like, there's no such thing as hot and cold. There's one thing and they're each at opposite ends of the polar. I think it's polarity. I think polarity is one of the hermetic principles. Yeah. But it, it just made me think of polarity because it's like, there could be two people who think they're both correct but because one's the protagonist from their perspective, they're correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you, it, 
it's and okay I'm, i have too many thoughts going on at once remember i was talking about that horror movie trope which i wasn't going to bring up this episode mm-hmm. but there's a horror movie trope where in especially in the 90s slashers where you're being chased by a killer in a mask and right when they're about to kill you you take the mask off of them and it's you and i don't know if that's another i don't know it seems sort of like a little bit connected to this too because it can be a self um, reflection thing of like, Oh, am I the problem in any situation in your life? If you're in an argument with someone or not agreeing, if you just look inside to be like, Oh wait, am I thinking about this right or wrong? Or am I, am I the wrong one? Like, yeah, maybe that's a healthy (laughs) introspection or something. Mm -hmm. You can definitely hear when somebody is like complaining about all the relationships in their life all all the people that they interact with and then you're 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 realizing they're the problem in their life yeah all those different situations yeah and i'm not a swifty but taylor swift has some new song that is trending on tiktok that i always hear it's me i i'm the problem it's me (laughs) have you heard it no well uh, whenever i hear it now i i hear it in a different meaning i'm like oh i need to ask myself that sometimes (laughs) yeah (laughs) just in because yeah you're not always right um so the william shatner (laughs) was weird right Mm -hmm. going going i forget how i forget how we got to that but the william shatner thing i was blown away by him because i was like i hope that when i'm in my 90s i feel like i like saw some shit or like i like figured some shit out (laughs) yeah i don't know if i need to go to the outer space but um (laughs) Do you think that's going to get picked up? It must be windy outside. It's rattling my window. Yeah, it's weird. It sounds like some kind of jittery like motor thing. It's probably fine, it's though. It's the, um, whatever it's called, the seal on the window. It needs mm. to be fixed. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's probably fine. I think it's like the most loud right here. Okay. So I don't really think it's going to be that loud, if okay. anything. Well, um, so that William Shatner experience happened... Um, I really only know this because I took a picture of him. Oh, we could share the picture on the Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) I took a picture of him and my phone. um, Well, my phone says the picture's from 1211, but his panel ended at 1230. And it was right around 1225 when he was starting to go off the rails talking about outer space and all this crazy Mm -hmm. shit. Um, So I just remember it was right before 1230 when that was happening, but it really made me think. Like, I was like, whoa, William Shatner's really making me think about some of this (laughs) stuff. And it was just one of those, like, moments of, we talk about, like, oh, what experiences have you had this week? And, like, I don't know how we define those, but that was just one of those moments where he made me think about some of this alchemical stuff. And then that was Saturday. Then on Sunday, this sounds pretty, like, banal, but it kind of reminded me of your story at the park where like the most minor interactions you can take a lesson from or whatever. So I was at target and the cashier was just really a sweet woman. She was really taking her time. I was in no rush, so I didn't mind, but um, the line behind me was getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And she just didn't have a care in the world. She was t- every single item. She was like, Oh, these are really good for on the go. <laughs> she was giving me like little commentary about everything. And I don't, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was having a delightful day 
And I knew that the people in line behind me were getting more and more angry. And I was trying to remain in control of the situation. And because I was looking at her being like, she's the magician. <laughs> she's not letting any of this customer service stuff piss her off. She's just doing her job the right way. She was like being so friendly with me. I was, <laughs> she was giving me recipe ideas. <laughs> Every item grouping that went through, she was like, oh, I, I had a feeling you're making tacos soon. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> like she get, just had so much commentary yeah. and I just couldn't get over it. I was like, what a like amazing person. Um, and then when people, Oh, and then was this at whole foods, uh, Jason target. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I know whole foods, all Jason <laughs> is, uh, the fresh market, my yeah, code word, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is at target. But, um, and then, Oh, I bought these, um, teeth whitening strips nice. actually. I was actually going to possibly put these on while we were recording, if you didn't mind. Sure, but. yeah, let's both do it. <laughs> um, That's no, going to be on our own alchemical kind of process. <laughs> yeah, experiment. Yeah. It's an alchemical experiment. So I got these, like, Crest 3D white strips. <laughs> and be careful, because I have heard some of those, like, can the things that whiten can actually be, like, taking off your enamel, like <gasps> layers of your enamel. So just maybe look it up. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say make sure there's no fluoride in it because the social engineers are trying to prevent us yeah, that <laughs> from too. having our powers. Yeah. <laughs> um, There probably is fluoride in this. But anyway, so I got these white strips because I realized that my teeth were looking a little yellow from coffee and other bad habits. I think your teeth look fine. <laughs> Thanks. So, but of course, this crest white strip was in this like big plastic apparatus box that like... Yeah you can't get off or whatever like for not for theft prevention yeah so just when everybody in line thought she was finally <laughs> done she has still had to get the theft prevention thing off of this and she had a little tool to get it off but she kept like fumbling with it dropping it and she would be like oh gosh darn it and like and everybody in line was getting more and more mad. And she was like, can you help me with this? I was like, absolutely. So then she's like, you, you, you just got to line up that part and just oh, wow. tell me when those two parts are lined up and then pull the button. And I'm like really getting overwhelmed because now all these people are watching me try to figure out this like device. Yeah. And I mean, you should have seen, I wish there was like a video of it. It looked like something from the Three Stooges. Me and this woman were just like very close to each other, like arms <laughs> wrapped around each other trying yeah. to get this bot. It was hysterical, wow. like slapstick comedy. This yeah. is like slapstick comedy. And in my head, I was just thinking, this woman is not letting anybody in her surroundings impact her emotions or yeah. anything. She's just like walking the middle path. She's so mature. I mean, she was older, but not old by any means she was not like an old person but she was definitely older than me and i was like wow she is <laughs> so mature i was just getting so much n knowledge from her i was like learning by watching her and at one point she did get a little frustrated because this person was yelling and she was like everything will happen in the order that it's supposed to happen in wow nice and i was like whoa that's just like so true like don't get so overwhelmed at work because like you can only do one thing at a time. And like she was doing her job. Correct. Everything's going to happen in the order it's supposed to. And I, I was just learning so much from her. And then I remember I must've texted Lindsay during it. And Lindsay's from the voyage down the Amazon podcast, the old podcast I was on. And I was like, I am having an absolute ball in target with this like <laughs> really special person. 
and she's giving me recipe tips like i was just telling her how it was like hysterical but it was so nice so i was like wait a minute and i went back to look at the timestamp. it was at 12 25 was around the time that i was texting Lindsay about this crazy encounter and it was the same time that the william shatner thing happened the day before and i was like as i was logging my experiences for the week to talk to you about it was just weird the pattern that they both happened at the same time um and it could be a total coincidence or maybe that's just the time that I'm more likely to be going out and about running into people. Hmm. <laughs> but now it's making me think I want to start logging some of these epiphanies that I have. Yeah, definitely. Because what if I'm getting, what if we're getting an epiphany from like a higher self or like us in the future or like another archetype that we're living out and learning and like there could just be something interesting to look at the data and the patterns and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, it can just be messages from the universe or whatever. Yeah, I know. And anyway, what you said really made me think about that because you were like, you could have the most like insignificant encounter with a stranger, but if you could like really take a lesson from almost every encounter, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, and I was just going to say, you know, one of the reasons why I think you can see a positive thing in things is because you can easily see a negative. You can yeah. easily just be like, oh, this is so annoying. Oh, this... It's just so annoying. Things yeah. are so bad today. Like, yeah, just with with something like that. But then you can just as easily look at it the opposite way if you have patience. Oh my god! Like I nobody need to dies, work. you know, from yeah. you being late or whatever. Like yeah. things taking more time. But I, I was wondering, like, do you think she was actually slower at what she was doing, or do you think people were just perceiving that she was doing a bad job at things? Was she really just doing her she... job, but just she was just saying that stuff? Yeah, she wasn't and it slow. Wasn't slow. Yeah. yeah, like I think it was a perception, just yeah. people being impatient and yeah. all there weren't that many other lines. So like, of course, it's going to feel slower because they didn't have as many lines open or whatever. But yeah, if you looked at her objectively, I don't know how a human could have been moving their arms faster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to ask you because yeah. I, I just had that kind of feeling like, yeah. Because at first when you were telling it, I was thinking she was taking her time with things, like kind of doing a bad job. You're right. I did say that at first. And maybe that was my perception at first, too, because I was a little impatient. And then when it was finally my turn, I was <laughs> like, well, I waited my turn. Now I'm going to enjoy her company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was chill. Like, she was not in a rush by any means. Mm -hmm. Which, why should she be? She's doing her yeah, job. But like, she wasn't being slow. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, what she said is everything will happen. It kind of sounded like sh she's saying, I am doing my job. Right. You're, you're being impatient or perceiving things in a certain way. Like, yeah. for him to yell out something. Like, yeah. w what did he say? Like, hurry up or, like, ugh. Yeah, I couldn't even make out what they were saying because I was so involved with her. <laughs> yeah. But I just, it was more like, yeah, noises and rolling eyes and, like, groaning and, Maybe someone being like, oh, come on, when her and I were trying to get the theft protection box off yeah. of my white strips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was funny. Yeah. Well, I like that, like, we can talk about things and just, like, it's it's just us doing this kind of stuff and, like, trying to appreciate life and trying to get, get lessons and appreciate other people, like love other people as much as we can not in yes. a weird way but just not like, in a weird way yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i have love for another person you're equally as a person as me and it's yes. beautiful when two people just interact with each other i know that's what i'm really trying to remind myself too is that 
like you said, it's so easy to find the negative and like belabor or just overthink the negative, like keep going back to it. But cause it, it's cause it's easy. It's like the easy way out just to yeah. be negative or whatever. But I really need to use this tool in my everyday life when I'm getting negative. I, I'm talking a big talk right now, but I don't do it in my real life. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. I mean, you did it with that lady. You enjoyed her. That's her true. Company. Yeah, I try to. I need to do it more. It's like exercising a muscle of patience, really. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's like every time I might get frustrated, I tr- I do try to remind. I know we talked about this like last episode or something. Like I try to remind myself like, oh, my God, they're just like me. Like yeah. they're and yeah, to try to think of like giving them love versus stewing on stuff or anger. I think that sends, I think people can feel that too. Mm-hmm. Now that I think, believe in all this mentalism and stuff, I do think, and I don't want people to get that. If I'm like getting pissed in my head about something, I don't want someone to sense that. Yeah. And know? it's, you, you kind of catch more flies with honey too. Like even if you are in a stressful situation or something's taking longer than you need to, I feel like, mm-hmm there's just something to if you stay in a positive state i'm sure things will come back around yeah it'll be made up for in some other way just from you being in a good mood that's such a good point i've really never seen you get into a bad mood ever yeah um i i guess uh i still struggle with like states of mind and depression or whatever i was gonna Mm -hmm. say like real quick yeah so let's see we're at yeah a little out over an hour so we should probably wrap it up I was going to say real quickly, one of the topics I wanted to talk about at at some point was like, is depression a real thing? Obviously, it's a real thing for people to experience. But in my own life, I was thinking, am I really experiencing depression, which is a thing? Mm -hmm. Or was it, in my case, like that I was working and I wasn't like taking time or that, that I can compare other times in my life when I've been passionate about something, doing stand up or something like that. I've never been totally like like totally creatively expressed and like right now I'm getting more financially stable, but I'm also like a little bit not doing as much creative stuff. Mm -hmm. So now I'm saying like, am I really like, is it more so that I'm just not doing, I can remember a time when I was doing stuff that made me happy and excited and now I'm not doing those things as Mm. much. So do I have to remember to do those things that make me feel happy and excited rather than the depression being like a thing that's imposed on me. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that because that that's, is possibly within my control that I'm just like saying I miss a time when I feel, when I felt happier when I was mm-hmm. doing stuff. But winter is a part of it. You can, you can't do as much stuff that you like to do. Yeah. Um, but just remembering that like, like I'm not feeling as good because it's like a, a more of a lack of something rather than, the negative experience being a thing in and of itself, but maybe rather just at the end of a scale of stuff that makes me happy, like not doing as much of that stuff. And I'm feeling like I'm working too much. So I'm kind of losing myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I feel like I'm not living life as up to what I would like to. It's kind of sounds similar to what we were talking about earlier of like, um, remembering your true self or like, getting back to your true self or what was the artwork that the guy had? It's like, you don't hate yourself. You hate not being, not being yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if I, I get into ruts. Like I told, I think we talked about this before. Like I got into a rut, especially at work 
that started impacting my life outside of work too, just because I was getting all consumed in it. Mm -hmm. And I was forgetting to make time for myself. Like you said of like creative projects. Yeah. Forget about it. I haven't done anything that creative in a while, but even just like going to the gym, like stuff that I know is going to make me happy. Yeah. I so easily fall into the trap of just like letting the negative consume me. And then I'm just like, Oh, well, I can't go to the gym because of this, that, and the other, like, yeah. But then I'm like, wait, it is in my control. And I know that's the thing that's going to make me feel better. So mm -hmm. why don't I, why can't I find time for it? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Even like this, I feel so good after talking on an episode like this, <laughs> the therapy session. Yeah. nice. <laughs> Cause it, it just makes me realize how insignificant all my problems today were that, or like I, it's in my control to feel good all the time. Like, why do I let myself sway when it's always in my control to feel good, you know? yeah it's so yeah. much easier said than done yeah at least like um i don't know really how it works to like make yourself feel a certain way but i, I guess the pr the approach i've been taking like i said earlier is just kind of questioning at least like doing those steps of like analyzing why you feel this way and then seeing if you can trace it back to like well i'm worried about this thing because it's a fear about maybe this will happen or it's a stress about this yeah. thing and then saying like just like just bringing a light on it it's like saying is that thing really as bad as the way that i'm thinking it is yeah and maybe it is sometimes but at least just like just try to question it try to turn it around in your mind turn turn it over in your mind a little bit yeah next time i feel like that can i text you and you remind me of those steps yeah sure <laughs> i'll have to we'll have to print cards for people oh like yeah one two three yeah a little workbook or something yeah <laughs> Or like a little deck of cards. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. But yeah, I was thinking like, um, at least w what I was thinking personally, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I have career goals and stuff, but um, I've kind of been struggling with like, I just don't really want to be in an office mm -hmm. like for nine, nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I was thinking that like, maybe I'm not, I'm not putting pressure on this podcast to be, to like, you know, be super successful and like, uh, but it could be, but yeah, it could. <laughs> um, but, but just like the fact that we're doing it, it is good enough on its own, but I was seriously entertaining. Like, I'm not saying that this podcast needs to like become our job, but it could, I mean, Hey, if you have enough know. people, yeah, if you're doing something you're passionate about, we just record this once a week and mm -hmm. it reaches enough people. I do think it's worth entertaining that just something you do that, that, that you're passionate about mm -hmm. can like, it, it could be that I don't enjoy my job uh, because I, it's not, I'm not meant to work a job like that all, all the time. And eventually I, I want to do something else. Yeah. And I, I'm willing to enter, entertain that the stuff that I like to do can support me uh, it doesn't need to, mm -hmm. but I, it does kind of excite me that, and like I said, I don't, I don't hate every aspect of my job, but there's just kind of a knowing that I want to, I want to do what I want to do. I kind of want to be free in a sense. Mm -hmm. So maybe with your job, you could think about that. It's like, you're doing it for now. You, you want to be as happy as you can for mm -hmm. now, but maybe you're, you're not meant to do a job like that forever. Whoa. And you, you want to do something that like is just fits exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I would kind of like to live that way where day to day I'm doing just what I want to do. Like, mm -hmm. and then things fall into place. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I get success from the universe and from material means just because I'm like flowing and doing what comes naturally. 
Oh shit, I never thought about that. When you're fighting against it, you might not get the positive stuff back or something like that. But what if you just go with the universe, if you go with what feels right, maybe that's when you get it all back. Yeah. That's like what the freaking alchemists were saying. They started out wanting to turn physical lead into gold out of greed and personal gain, but then they actually realized a deeper meaning of the process of like, you know, not being materialistic or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like that it's, it's an internal internal gold or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, Oh, how long did we go? Well, I think that about does it. For that about does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang, I talked. We talked. We I talked way too much. We were supposed to get to some art shit. Yeah. No, I figured that can <laughs> go to the next episode. Go to the next episode. Did you have anything else you wanted to put on this one? No. Wow. We had a lot to talk about with our experiences. I guess. Yeah. I kind of like that episode. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives me a tool to use for, for the rest of this week. You know, to try to reframe my mind when I get into these situations or whatever yeah or interactions with people so let's recap it do you remember what it is <laughs> i know i need to re- reframe it or wait think about how i'm feeling and then think um try to like backtrack to figure out what's the root cause causing that feeling like mm-hmm. if it's something like fear or something yeah That's, um, this is the jo- jordan method is this the method yeah and then if you can figure out what the real truth is like maybe it's in my subconscious of what's causing that feeling Mm -hmm. then i can figure out if it's really a big deal or not yeah you got it (laughs) yeah i I might need a good a real example to fully understand it soon like in my life i'm sure i'll have an example soon Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um yeah sounds good let me know if you if you experience something i'm sure i will this week (laughs) But yeah, I guess it's like good to at least acknowledge how you're feeling because it's not it's not a lie necessarily. It just is what it is. Like mm-hmm. how you, like a feeling is something that you don't control. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an important part. It's like it's happening. Just acknowledge that you feel that way, rather than just kind of like being stuck in the the muck where you're living your life and. Mm-hmm. You, you're just feeling stressed. I think the first thing is to maybe just recognize how you're feeling hmm. to yourself rather than just being in it. And then you're just like, I'm so stressed and I just got to do the next thing and do the next thing. Like, yeah. I, um, maybe just try tr- try to recognize how you're feeling. Hmm. And then, like you said, which I said, which is like try to get to the root cause of maybe why you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And then maybe question the... those causes those reasonings of why you're feeling that way see if you can see it differently most of the time it's probably not going to be that big of a deal yeah because you sometimes things are cycles like you're already feeling a certain way maybe about something else or just in general and or you just have energy or like yeah that you haven't burned off Mm -hmm. so then suddenly you might be making like having all these stories that are just fulfilling the way that you're feeling already Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you're kind of looking for a problem yeah. to justify why you're feeling already. So oh, it kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. keeps you in a, a loop. A loop. Yeah, I think that's what I've found for myself sometimes. Like I'm feeling a certain way, maybe based on something real, but then 
because you're in that feeling, you'll be thinking thoughts that go with that. Got it. So got then you're kind of giving giving yourself more reasoning to to stay in that mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, all good. That solves good it. Tools, yeah. <laughs> Take those with you this week. That was a good episode. Yeah. So uh, we're out there on social media and uh, email. We have a Gmail, uh, grokthispod at gmail.com. Oh, hell yeah. We got that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. the Instagram, grokthispod. Yeah. Right? That's correct. So you guys can submit your own questions and that, that you would like us to talk about or talk about your own experiences. Let us know what you're thinking. We're excited to interact with all of you. Uh, grokheads. Yeah, grokheads. Um, yeah, so it's it's uh it's grokking and growling. Yeah, grokking and growling. I like it. We could say just say grokking and rolling, so we don't have grok and roll. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to interact with Dave Grohl until we're ready to <laughs> do that partnership. Oh, and we got these fruit grow ups that we oh, could yeah. eat on the. <laughs> nice. I ordered all this like, um nostalgic candy off of amazon fruit wait a second what is this some goddamn mandela effect what this is said it's called a fruit (laughs) o-long oh no it says fruit by the foot also (laughs) that just freaked me out i thought it was called a fruit (laughs) o-long what are you talking about alex it's always been a fruit (laughs) o-long that would have scared the shit out of me Dude, I actually saw a crazy trippy thing on TikTok um, that was one theory that the social engineers are making these subtle changes just to make us question our gut feeling. Oh, yeah. So that in the future, if something happens, that we'll be trained to like not trust our gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard that trippy-ass theory? No, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. It was interesting. I don't want to go too far off the deep end with that one. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. It really freaked me out. I was like, if you think about how celebrities can so easily scrub the internet of mm-hmm. something that, that they want gone and hidden, if it's that easy to scrub the internet, it could be that easy to tweak things on the internet. But then it doesn't explain if someone has a book in their attic of the Baron Stain Bears. Yeah. I guess the government couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... With so that... I like the theory, but then it didn't fully make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it could be possible, though, because, like, you you see those logos and you're like... Um, like, or something from a video game that they talk about. It's like it was this way, and then they, there's almost, like, references and re- residue. I don't know if you've seen about that, that there's, like... There'll be residual places where it's referenced and you're like well if it never existed in the first place why is it sort of referenced here in a sequel to the game like there's a zelda thing with a fish called a hylian loach and Hmm. there's something where it was referenced in a later one they're like oh it looks like a loach maybe it's a hylian variety Ah. and they were saying that there was never a thing called a hylian loach until like later on in the series something like that and that kind of sounds like my last name heinlein Right. <laughs> exactly. All right, should we grok and growl off this pod? Yeah, let's do it. Grok out. Grok out. <laughs>